Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. And I'm your other host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded, and you can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and at my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes, I was excited to touch base and see if you caught any good movies lately. I saw the best movie of all time, Marcel. The show with shoes on. I don't know if you're oh, how familiar. Is that? Dude, it, it's like, it was so fucking good. Like, I cannot stress enough how good of a movie it was like i it's it's perfectly encapsulative of the time it it it's such a great nostalgic piece in so many ways and i i don't really know how like it's really hard to explain because it's just an amazing touching story that you can't really see coming even though it's not a it's not exactly a new thing it's just it was so fucking sweet jenny slate for life um isabella rosalini (laughs) for life just all things that i love were there and if the second you get the chance you got to see it it's so fucking good no, it, it looks pretty interesting, like well, from what I've seen so far. So I mean, that's a twenty-four, right? That's that made that. Of course, best studio of all yeah. time. That's right. <laughs> so okay, of of uh, the two like super hyped movies from a twenty-four this year, everything, everywhere, all at once, or this one. What do you, what would you say? Would you like better? Oh man, oh man, that's such a hard question because they are both the two best movies I've seen in the longest time, so it's so hard to pick between them. Uh, I feel like maybe Marcel is slightly more universal because I feel like even children could share it in a way that everything everywhere I think is like got those legs you know the kind of legs where like you're a kid so you'll fall in love with the visuals and all the craziness of it and then as you age with it and revisit it it will continue to hold meaning just Mm -hmm. like Marcel but Marcel's like randomly uh I don't know I can't explain it I have no words and that is insane because I talk I I understand I understand it though like that it it does it's like is it pg it does seem like a kids movie i think so yeah i think okay. so you never know with a24 because yeah, it could be it could seem cursing. like a kids movie and then you see it and you're like okay this is not what i you never know what to expect from a24 which is why i like them though that's what makes them the best it's so true yeah yeah and it's why i do think of them as like the best modern studio because it seems like they just make good movies and it's a lot like how blumhouse just lets creators kind of be creators and i just Mm -hmm. we need that so bad so if if there's any hope for the movies it's in marcel (laughs) it's certainly not in jurassic park (laughs) i know that oh yeah definitely not man did you see it I did. Yeah, I took my uh, my brother and my dad for Father's Day, and I felt very bad afterwards. Like, I'm sorry, this wasn't a better movie, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Uh, oh man. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. I I thought at least it might be it might have the right kind of nostalgia to it. I thought at the very least it might have I don't know a little something to put a button on you know the reboot franchise and it just felt like so clunky, so random, so dare I say pointless. And I just oh, feel so bad saying pointless. that because I fucking yeah. love Jurassic Park. Love that yeah. shit. Like. Yeah, I I hope, you know, obviously Top Gun continues to slay at the box office. One billion dollars, baby. Yes. Hell Tom Cruise saved cinema. He called his shot. He said, I'm going to save movies. He fucking did it. And you fucking did. I love (laughs) you, Tom Cruise. God. Same. Same. Thank you for everything. Seriously. Thank you for everything. Hopefully they learn the right lesson. You know, like. Yeah. I was hoping maybe, maybe because of Maverick, I thought there could be a little something here. And wah, no way. (laughs) Well, it's such an interesting comparison to be like, you know, the legacy sequel of Top Gun Maverick versus Jurassic World Dominion. And like Maverick being like the template of like how it should be done. Uh, moving forward yes and dominion being the example of like this is <laughs> not since rise of skywalker have i seen an example of like what you should not do with a legacy <laughs> sequel <laughs> so it's just like the most extreme like 
both extremes on each side because like yeah th- what a waste what a waste of that original cast in dominion i, w- I was just so disappointed with they're just Dude. there they they're just non-essential they're there yeah they're there and they like exactly they're there to to be there but also their side story is so far away from they're just like, there to, to bring in the old fans I, that's literally it the people who grew up yeah, with the original yeah, are gonna exactly. come i mean right. that's it worked that's the only reason i was really interested I, i'm not a fan of the franchise yeah. as a whole to be honest but i was true. like oh they're they're bringing in the old cast maybe that, that'll be something and then now it's like whoa okay that they literally just got me just to get in the seat and nothing else they didn't give me nothing else with it <laughs> oh man yeah there were like several times i went with my partner and several times we just turned and looked at each other and we're just like is this like really this movie is this really happening <laughs> like what what a crazy story what a weird way to end the story everything is just so weird and it like it's one of those things where i wonder how in like five years when i look back like what i might think of it because i'm still absolutely watching the og jurassic parks all the time they're still great in my opinion i can't imagine i'll ever revisit dominion (laughs) not not in a very long time at least like it's just yeah maybe as a joke you know, yeah. for fun, as a goof, I might, but And yeah. the effects like so how how do the effects get progressively worse? Like I thought this movie even looked like shit. I'm like, how is the Dude, first Jurassic did. Park how is the first Jurassic Park look better than Dominion? Like twenty twenty two. It's seriously. It, I'll never understand. How? <laughs> <I'll> just <laughs> for real, for real. It looked like shit, and it was like weird colors. And color is really important to me. I'm like always out here looking for the right color, and the color was so fucking weird and fake in this movie. It just yep. felt like a joke. It really did. A lot of green like, screen. Totally phoned in, and yep. oh man, what a bummer summer for that. But yeah. I, I, I think honestly it was my least was favorite of the whole franchise. I, I I think Dominion was I don't like and I don't even li- like I said I don't even like a lot of them. Like probably only the first one in, in Jurassic World I think is is pretty good, but other than that like oof, man. The the very low very low batting average on the Jurassic Park franchise, I got to say. <laughs> even from Steven yes. Spielberg himself on the sequel, it's just not what you want. Not what you want. Uh, nope. But Black Phone was good? Nope. Yes, yes. I did catch Black Phone last night, and it was awesome. You know, like, in terms of a horror movie, it is. it finds a way to be original in a world where we've seen a bazillion different things. So it... It was like pretty scary. It was pretty creative. It was well acted, super cute. Like kids are pretty much the star of this outside of Ethan Hawke, who, of course, shows up and fucking nails it. Um, a total fun horror movie experience for sure. Um, just just gets me excited again because the theater was packed and I really appreciate people going back to the movies and horror movies are always a fucking sure thing. Everybody goes. Tell me what you watch, man. What did I watch recently? Because now, so I I did see Jurassic World Dominion, which um, you know, the less the less said about that, the better. That was for Father's Day. <laughs> my my, I should mention though, my dad loved it. Like, of course, you know what I mean. Like, uh, that's amazing. Okay, here we go. Wow. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, my dad's not. You know, he's easy to please. It's like throwing some dinosaurs and some action, and then he's like, that's money's enough. worth. You know, money well spent. <laughs> There was a guy behind me too, like for the last 30 minutes, legit just asleep, like snoring loudly. <laughs> and I just, I was sign. more, I was more entertained by that guy than the last 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> I, was like, wow. I was, wasn't wow. even mad. I wasn't even mad. I was like, nope. I feel you, bro. Like, honestly, sleep sounds a lot better than whatever this is. Um, Seriously. Yeah. So I got two good ones here, actually, that, uh, I saw so Spiderhead, which is on Netflix. I don't know if you saw, got a chance to yes. check that out. Uh, Not yet. The new. Oh, I, I think you would like it. Um, really, really nasty uh, sci-fi thriller uh, from our guy, Let's go. who directed Top Gun Maverick, and also. Hell yeah. Miles Teller, who was in in Top Gun Maverick. So if you, I'm not going to say like, if you like one, you're going to like this one. It's like a very different tone and movie and like it's in the near future 
Chris Hemsworth uh, is playing this like uh, CEO uh, guy that's like doing experiments on these uh, prisoners that are like in jail. Sick. And then the of course, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of fucked up shit ensues. <laughs> I don't want to spoil any of it, but if that sounds intriguing to you, I, I thought it was. It was it was different, it but yeah, I was like, I, I was like, wow, like I didn't, I didn't think Chris Hemsworth had that kind of performance in him. It's like very funny, but also like very creepy and weird. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And there's a lot of twists too that I was not um, expecting, uh, even though like this, it kind of is kind of a basic story, but like, yeah, it, it, it it's it's a real it's. It's a pretty good like Netflix original, which I haven't been able to say in a long time. Dope. And then yeah, and then the other one I was just gonna say real quick is uh, VHS ninety four. Ooh. Uh, it was it's on Shutter right now, and okay. uh, I think it's a sh- I think it's a Shutter original um, too. But yeah, if you're a fan of the VHS uh, franchise, this is the fourth one. Um, wow. I love the love the first two VHS movies. The third one we don't have to talk about, but. <laughs> This one, I would say it's somewhere it's uh, it's somewhere in the middle. Probably it's not as good as the first two, but it's definitely better than part 3. Um right. but yeah, if you don't know VHS, it's like it's just an anthology series uh, of like found footage little sh- short segments, uh different stories that are like found on VHS tapes, kind of like, you know, a la the ring or whatever. Uh and so uh it just allows them to go in like so many weird and you know some there's some sci-fi there's a sci-fi one in here that i really mm. liked um uh and there's um there's one at a funeral home which i thought was really creepy in this one and then a rat monster those are my three favorite segments in this new one so um yeah it's not perfect okay. uh, especially the ending i thought was like pretty weak but just for those Ooh. three segments alone, I would recommend if you're looking for Sweet. just like a and it's it's nice, too, because like the anthology part of it, because I definitely started it like last week and then like put it down. And then like yesterday it was like, I should probably finish that 94 now. <laughs> so I just I finished it again. So, uh, yeah, those mm-hmm. are those are two like, you know, <laughs> sci fi horror genre stuff that I was like, wow, pretty good, pretty good streaming uh, options <laughs> for you there. Nice. Yeah, I definitely want to see Spiderhead because it is, as you mentioned, starring Miles Teller as well. And it looks like he brought his subtle mullet with him over to Spider. So I'm into that. Yes, he did. Um, And I feel like Chris Hemsworth doesn't really get a lot of opportunities to kind of not play Thor. So I'm like really excited for what is still to come with him because he was really good in bad times at the el royale i think that was the name of it yep shit okay yeah, <laughs> I, was really like, I hope i didn't get it wrong but he was so fucking good in that and it's just i'm excited that he's gonna get to play more characters that can be versatile and kind of creepy but also really enigmatic so i'm really excited i gotta check that shit out i think he's one of the more underrated uh actors like from the mcu because like whenever he's in something else i i, I usually am like a fan of it like um He's had a really funny cameo in the Vacation remake, which I was yes. a big fan of. Yes. Uh, it was really funny. So He good. was probably my favorite part of the Ghostbusters uh, 2016 reboot. Great he was in really that. funny in that. Yep. So he, he just has been like, you know, he's had some misses like, you know, Men in Black or whatever. And <laughs> but I, I think most most of the time I, I like that he takes these like wild swings yeah. Um, because he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into the to the Thor. And, hey, I mean, he's great as Thor. Don't get me of wrong. Course. Like, I'm really excited about Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for that one. So, um, but yeah, Spiderhead, though, is like I said, something completely different. At first, I was like, is he really like the right guy for like kind of a villainous CEO type? And mm-hmm. then the more I watched it, I was like, he's really he is. selling like this kind of something behind the eyes, conniving guy but that but uses the charisma and the and the good looks kind of to his advantage so mm. it, it really was uh i th- i thought he really was like a good good fit for that role at totally the end, so nice okay cool yeah. i love the recommendation i always take i always tend to agree with you so if this is what you say i know i'm gonna love it and i'll have to just check that right. shit out probably <laughs> later tonight if i got time <laughs> 
do it. Do yourself a favor. You, you, I, I think you'll like it. Hell, I think you'll definitely yes. like Spiderhead. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. You ready to get into this and just talk? One of the best so movies ready. of all time. <laughs> oh nice. yeah. So okay. ready. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Today we're talking about yet another baller 1997 action movie. This time it's the high concept John Woo film face off starring king nick cage and sir john travolta another class (laughs) act yes Um, if you haven't yeah if you haven't seen it it's about a rivalry between hero cop sean archer who's played by travolta and the uber psycho villain caster troy played by nicholas cage and after a showdown leaves troy in a coma Archer attempts a radical surgery to wear Castro's face as part of an undercover operation to discover the location of a bomb. But, of course, when Castro (laughs) wakes up, he takes Archer's face and the showdown continues. So it's a real face off. Tell me. Yeah, it's a real face off. A real face off. Tell me what you love, what you hate, what how could you hate anything? But tell me your relationship to this movie. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's, you know, I always have that. I feel like whenever I, I revisit this, I always have that feeling like, all right, like, I know, like, it's fun to joke about it, like, that it's it's like a good movie. But like, is it really like, does it hold up? And every time I'm blown away by it, yeah. <laughs> like every time, like, I always have like these doubts, like, you know, maybe it's just it's just like, you know, a relic of the 90s. But this this legit is a great action movie. like. it's it it should not work by any means the concept is so is like a twilight zone you know concept (laughs) that they put into this action movie it's and you know casting travolta and nick cage who are like two of the more like eccentric actors of their time to play one another like it's it's so weird but it, it works like it's like a we talk about that sometimes like movies like to be good and even to be made is a miracle. And so for this movie to be as good as it is, as well mm-hmm. acted by everyone involved uh, and and directed by John Woo, one of our action masters uh, yep. doing making like his American, you know, putting his feet into the American uh, cinema, you know, like. It's yes. it's amazing. It's just I I love I love the action. I I I love how they don't get too bogged down into the sci-fi of it. Like it's like nope. You know, you get you get what you need and I'm I'm in. I'm bought in like as soon as the surgery happens, I'm like fuck yeah, let's go. I mean, even <laughs> the first 20 minutes of this movie, I had to like I had Stellar. to mute my I, I had to pause my the the movie and be like, "Okay, how much time had just passed it was 20 minutes in that 20 minutes we get travolta's kid dying we get mm-hmm. a set piece that most movies would wish to have at the end with uh, this airplane yes. ha- hangar sequence hangar which shootout. has yep. shootouts and people falling out of planes and p- and police getting like shotgunned out of window <laughs> like yes. the most yes. insane action and that's in the first 20 minutes and, and nick cage groping a choir girl in a yes. father outfit in a priest outfit Dude. yep <laughs> and you're like this this is the type of this is a one-of-one movie this will never happen again and so this is why I, this is my case for why i think this is like hall of fame nick cage hall of fame action yes. Absolutely great movie and great performances from Travolta and Cage. So, uh, yeah. But what about you? Absolutely. I agree with literally (laughs) everything that you said. Um, This is an all time favorite of mine. I used to watch this shit fucking over and over again as a kid. And when I was rewatching it, I was watching it with someone who hasn't really seen it maybe only once in their whole life. And I'm just being like, oh, get ready. I'll get ready. I'll get ready <laughs> because I remember every single moment of it like the back of my hand. I fucking love this movie. Like I was obsessed with both of these guys in the 90s because they were everywhere and they made all these crazy movies that were so larger than life. And I really appreciate that about this movie. You know, it it's a real insane story and it's kind of an encapsulation of what the standard for action films was going to be when there were prestige directors around like 
enormous stunts where you really had to blow shit up, where you really have to crash boats together and fucking throw dudes all over the place, even when they're being blown up, basically. And Mm. I really miss that time. You know, we use a computer now and we just kind of wire people and seeing people like literally almost be on fire several times watching this movie is incredibly, you know, uh, like thrilling. And I, I just feel like you can't, every time I go back, that holds up in such a way where I'm like, man, it is one of the best of all time. It's, it's just art. so it's fucking art. good. Good, good, yep. good action can be like artistic. And I think John Woo is like one of the best proofs we have of that. Like you can take, yep. you can take frames, you can take little segments of this movie and like they're legit like beautiful like the the funeral at the end you know like it gets kind of like there's some like religious imagery Mm -hmm. in this face-off movie in this crazy ridiculous action movie there's like jesus imagery and like it's there's like there's so much in this that i mean it's unexplainable but like it works it's it's, so we're gonna try and have to dig through that on this podcast but like i mean nick cage being just like a horn dog like caster troy just like from the opening moments when he's like you know i can eat a peach for hours i mean come on now like suck my tongue He's suck out here tongue. telling flight attendants to suck his tongue. Like, and the flight attendants, and like, she yeah, does. I'm game. And she and does. For it. And she's an I mean, undercover I, cop. So, you know, right. you got to like blend in. But holy shit. I forgot that it was like she was a cop. So I was like, wait a second now. Are we just like believing that this like chicks are that horny for Nick Cage or something in the 90s? Seriously. Like, what is happening? But then when you find yeah, out she's yeah, undercover, I mean, you're like, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right. right it was like, still it really gross. Now. I'm not going to lie. Like his tongue looked like super gross. <laughs> and, it, and it is pretty gross later when Gina Gershon refers to it. And she's like, the only things you ever say are suck my tongue tongue and i'm just like stop with that reference like and you're a peach and she says the peach thing too like you're a peach and uh and suck my tongue i'm like wow he just uses that line on everybody it's true (laughs) he's not that smooth he really only has a very small playbook and and he recycles so i I mentioned the feeling up the choir girl scene he he does the same move he does the same move to the girl when he's uh you know switched faces with travolta with the blonde Mm -hmm. chick at the at the office he just gets him a handful and then he looks into the sky and kind of does that like inhale like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) just savoring just savoring it and it's like oh man this guy is such a creep Mm-hmm. Oh, so good and that's like also a testament to what makes this movie so good too is it's like you said they're both kind of eccentric actors and guys so them playing yes. each other is works so well they both are able to be like okay i know how crazy you act and i know how crazy you act and i want to act crazy like you do and yeah. it does end up being some of the best shit like Nicholas Cage playing Castro Troy is next level. And then Nicholas play Cage playing Sean Archer playing Travolta, is so yeah. funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And Travolta doing both sides. Like what a, it's a total surreal dream. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like even parts where it's just like uh, Travolta playing when he gets to play uh cage where, where there's just, it's not, they're not even lines. They're almost like reaction shots. Yeah. And those are just some of my favorites where like Travolta's like, Wee! <laughs> like our whippy. <whippie. laughs> yes. He's dancing and shit. Yeah, like, and he's dancing, dancing a, with a, a Papa, Papa got a brand new bag. That scene, you know, where he's he's dancing like that. Cigarettes. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes in the house, by the way, where he's like the scene where Very he's nice. like uh he 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 well it is, but also like he's like, Don't tell your mom. I'm like, you can't hide cigarettes smell. It, smell. Yeah. <laughs> they're straight up smoking like multiple cigarettes in the house i'm like there's there's no hiding that like there's absolutely no hiding that for some reason yeah for some reason i feel like in the 90s there was so much of that kind of propaganda of like people smoking inside and then trying to spray like you know yeah scent or whatever and it's just a weird it's like a weird trope but i do love that it's like they use that kind of signaling to show this guy's not who you think he is he's he's got these new things going on and like 
I love how his wife and also Caster Troy's brother both are like, hmm, we know you're not who you look like, but how could they ever guess the truth? Right. <laughs> well, I, I think funny. I think that's like a, a good point, though, too. And I, what I, I that's like a small detail that like kind of sells it as well, that mm. everyone knows that something is off like with with both of the characters like Joan Allen she's like right. you just seem di- you seem different or whatever like mm-hmm. and you know everybody at the office and they do a good job of like making their two characters so extreme uh opposite ends of extremes mm-hmm. so that when they do switch everyone notices and even like us as the audience like can kind of notice it so like you know Travolta is a tight ass and he totally. and you know they want they want to celebrate the victories at work and he's like no we're not done yet and then when mm-hmm. Cage gets to the job and they're and and you know he's like you know having a great good old time and like celebrating that yeah. everyone's like wait a second like this isn't this isn't like you and yeah. there's a, like a lot of that uh that that they do in the movie that I think kind of helps sell the concept really really well because i I have seen some like sci-fi actioners that kind of get lost or bogged down and 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 once you're not bought into the concept it's very hard to like make an entertaining action movie on top of that because it just doesn't work at the basic level of like you believe it and you're on board for the ride you know well it stays in the human space because it's sort of like the reason why this high concept thing can stay on the ground is because the people who love these men regardless of whether or not they're good or bad men know them so well and they know the inside of these men so it doesn't matter what they look like they can tell and i think that absolutely gets lost in most modern action movies where they're just sort of like yada yawing some of the emotional material obviously marvel's like working to change that but it's so interesting how hard they work to keep it in all the nineties movies, you know, like John Travolta's relationship with his daughter is something that has to be worked out in this story. And we'd probably have like a scene today, but there's a whole arc for this girl, you know, like the thing with his wife, Gina Gershon, it's the worst. uh, She has to just slide. Yeah. I was going to say, she's got to slide right out of the way so they can just have her kid, which isn't great. But yeah. does tie the story into a real bow. <laughs> well, I didn't want like to to get into our our questions and plot holes segment here. I did want to talk mm-hmm. about that because I like like speaking of small details. I like the fact that you know multiple times in the movie, um, you know uh, Sean Archer, he like Travolta's character. He's like, um, I have this scar from when. Caster Troy shoots him and that ultimately kills his son. And he says, I want to keep that because it reminds me like it, he hasn't moved on yet from the death of his son. And it's, it's a very, again, it's a very small detail that like you understand it, you get it. You don't need, it doesn't need to be explained or whatever. And then at the end of the movie, when we've gone through this full, you know, transformation uh, and uh, this full journey with his character and he's, and he tells the surgeon, I don't need the scar anymore. And you think he's moved on from the son they completely undermine that by making him adopt <laughs> Gina Gershon's son again. <laughs> it's like exactly. you, you had you completed the the emotional journey of accepting your son's death, and now you're gonna be reminded of him every day by this person who is not your son. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so weird. Yeah, it, it's so weird. <laughs> it's very yeah, it's really a random piece of this, but it is also super 90s because I feel like in the 90s the happy ending was pushed to the next level and it's like i still want one today for sure but this is exactly why it was too much in the 90s like give me more action keep the action this high but we can take it easy on trying to have the perfect happy ending you know like yeah it it was a little much to just be like okay yeah i'll just like take his kid like that's so awkward it's such a weird and and idea. and and, and joan allen idea. right he looks at he looks at joan allen and and like to be like are you okay with this they didn't even talk about this beforehand and she sort of no. like takes a second and she's like okay what (laughs) that's how long it takes for you to decide on whether you're gonna raise a child like come on now (laughs) dude it's true it is legit ludicrous legit yeah so that that's not great i do want to say i didn't i didn't like come upon this like for this episode but i do remember vaguely seeing a deleted scene back in the day of 
Ooh. an alternate ending for Face Off, where Whoa, what? Uh, Sean Archer's character, who is like, so he's back to his normal John Travolta looking self, but it kind of ends on a open ended, like more sci fi note of like, oh, this kind of a darker ending, uh, which mm. and it, where uh, he looks in the mirror and he sees uh, Caster Troy's face, like what Caster Troy's right. last last words were, you're always going to see my face when you look right, at yourself or whatever. Is. And so he, and so he, like, so Tro- Caster Troy, in a way, does win in a, a little bit. I was right, and they changed it to the happy button ending, like you said, which is very '90s and yes. yeah, probably like a studio thing. But I mean, I do, I do like the him getting home to his family ending. But mm-hmm. I just think the, the the kid part of it was just like a too much, too much. You went too far mm-hmm. with the happy happy ending. Like you embracing your wife and your daughter because you guys, all three of you went together on this ride. That was enough for me. I didn't need the other, the extra Gina Gershon and her son part. Like get that out of here. She didn't need to die. <laughs> yeah, like they should have just need let to her die. survive. Yeah. She was a total casualty here. First Travolta's like, yo, I'm going to take your kid away from you, dude. How about that? And then conveniently is like, oops, I will adopt him. You know, like when he first talks with her before he does the the face off procedure, he's like, how about I take away your kid? Like, how does he go from taking the kid away as leverage to being like, I'm going to love this kid as my own? Insane. And they had to put her last like wishes as that, I feel like, to be like, it's okay with her. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so like, (laughs) yeah, it was it's very hammy. It's very hammy and and doesn't work. And um, I mean, you can pick you know pick apart the the fact of the the science of it and like how if you cut someone's face off it wouldn't just be like a thin pancake (laughs) that you can just apply to your face perfectly and like reshape your whole body and like a lot of that stuff makes me laugh or whatever which which is okay like i think it's it's, it is very campy uh but i the whole time whenever whenever i watch that part i'm always just thinking of like if you did that in real life, you would look like Leatherface. Like that is how it would actually look. It wouldn't look pitch perfect. And there's multiple parts in this movie where post-surgery for both of them, um, I think uh, Troy's brother does it where he rubs his face like he rubs his face a lot and it's like dude like is it healed yet like how did it heal so fast there's no scars there and and, graft like right yeah is it and the same thing with uh, with Travolta. I want to say like Joan Allen or someone does the same thing where they, you know, are rubbing his his cheeks or whatever, like or, or his face. And I mean, and all the face touching. Like, how did this get made? Dude. The podcast had the best yep. take on this of what the face waterfalls. What oh, is God. that? I've never Seriously. seen that before. John Travolta does that to his family. Sean Archer does his family where he does it to his son, his wife, where he just puts his hand and like kind of like gently. Like <laughs> puts it on their face, and again, it is a small detail where I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to say this is something that only he does with his family, which, uh, in right. theory, great idea. The execution, though, of the mm. face waterfall, I feel like they could have come up with something a little bit better than that and not as creepy because every time he did it, like up until the end where he finally is reunited with his wife and uh, daughter and does it, I think, to his daughter. I'm like, this is just weird. Like, this is, I don't, (laughs) it doesn't read as loving. To the new kid, the daughter. Oh like, yeah, that's to right. The new kid, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? It feels really culty to me, you know, like a weird kind. He is of a Scientologist, like right? Move. I mean, because there's like a point when he does it to Joan Allen, where he like sort of catches her lip, and there's just like this horrified look on her face, and I don't think that's what they intend, but it just, I feel like that's how I feel when I watch it. I'm always like, God, this is the one piece I hate having to explain to people because everyone's always like what the fuck (laughs) oh my god no one ever doesn't mention it everyone notices it and everyone feels like weird about it yeah and and i guess the last thing is just like you know with blu-ray and hd you know making all these old 80s and 90s movies so clear there's tons and tons 
and tons of, of body doubles in this movie. <laughs> wires, wires. Did you see all the fucking wires? There are fucking yeah. wires everywhere. You can see everybody yeah. who flies has a like yep. clear ass wire. Contraption. So many yeah. shots. Yeah. So good. But at the same time, again, I love it. It it looks great that they didn't use green screen. I I found that that was one of the things in the research. I found that um, the studio originally, because this is like kind of the advent of you know CGI and green screen is becoming you mm-hmm. know more accepted. T two had come out, um, mm-hmm. broke new ground. Jurassic Park, um, and so they wanted they wanted a lot of these uh, set pieces to be uh, like uh, you know more CGI. And John Woo was like fuck you over here where i'm from we do all this shit in camera and that's why i think this movie looks so good still like it's uh, these set pieces are legit amazing and it's like you know every 20 minutes there's like another one it's 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 insane (laughs) like it's from from the first act all the way to the end it's like it constantly constantly there's the the prison sequence which is like a whole set piece there's uh you know um, like yeah the way we talked the boat part at the end the church the the there's multiple hideout the hideout scene that's what i was trying to think of yeah it's just and 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 we know when we get into our uh, we can get start getting into our favorite like stunt and kill scenes. I mean, th- this is just a murderer's row of like you can so many p- t- dealer's choice. Like, what do you <laughs> like? What what do you want? Like, uh, so but yeah, I guess I'll I'll I'll, I'll ask you that though. Yeah, like, you what, what was your favorite? Oh, okay, so yeah, my favorite stunt. Um, as I just mentioned, I, I I was it was between either the opening airplane chase, which I really liked, looks really good. The, you know when the when the plane crashes into the hangar, I was reminding me a lot of Con Air, which we just did another Nick Cage right? classic, and how yes. good that looked as well. But I think I what most impressed me again, like this time, was the boat chase because there's multiple parts to it. Um, you know, specifically, there's a scene where. He uses another boat. He crashes through yep. another boat. That boat explodes and then go and then goes into the water. And it, like I said, it looks amazing. There's like explosions, um, civilians getting shot. Like this is when like uh, Caster Troy is like on his last, you know, legs or whatever. And so yep. he's like very desperate. And all of that, you just feel the desperation in that chase. Like the part where uh, Archer is hanging off the side of the boat, like and like they're yes. flying. Like it's just so many. When they hit like, the boat, like uh, lo- uh like tow in thing, and the two yeah. legit stuntmen just fly off the boat as it explodes. Like holy shit, they would net no insurance company would allow that today. I yeah. am confident. <laughs> And so that's why I don't care that it's like not Nick Cage and Travolta because it's like, yeah, who in their right minds? No one would, no lead actor would would do that, you know? <laughs> like that's oh, that's not happening. Only man. Tom Cruise, only Tom Cruise, but nobody else. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But like that's why stunt dudes are so sick, and why there need to be Academy Awards that honor stunt dudes because some of the when you really get them in there and they're allowed to do the like magic things they imagine, it looks like this. It's so good. What about you, though? What's your favorite stunt? I mean, my favorite stunt is sort of like the set piece at the hideout. I just love how much glass mm. is breaking, how the yeah. FBI is there, and how how he just like shoots one of the coworkers after his brother dies. It's just such a good, it's like a great sequence, again, where you're like, is this the end? No, it's just another great part of this movie. And I love right. how... There's only like 10 minutes of downtime every after every sequence here before you get more glass breaking and blowing up. And I just love that he like takes the drug and he's sort of tripping out and seeing. Yes, I love that part. Laughing. Yeah, it's just like there's a lot of great stunts in there because there's mad wires, shit exploding. Like he swings to knock Castro's brother over and kill him like a lot of really fun shit but it's just another great sequence altogether too like good storytelling well that's what i was just gonna say like speaking of that that acid trip part like there's just moments in it where it gets like really philosophical and like like what you know when he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's like who are you? Like, I'm me. And he's like, try, yeah. like trying to, I'm like, that's any regular person would be freaking out like that if they woke up to another person's face on them. And like, so mm-hmm. it really like, I was just like thinking like, wow, th- again, in this action movie, they're like 
thoughts of identity and like what makes a person what makes you you um similar mm-hmm. to what we were talking about with the born identity like but just even on a more visceral physical level like it was just yep. I, I do i really like that and again he has to take the drug because if he doesn't they'll know something's off so it makes That's sense right. from a from a story perspective as well so yeah i just wanted to men- mention that no, absolutely. I, I'm glad you did, because I think that's what makes this movie so good, is that somehow the story is randomly consistent, and the filmmaking does such a good job of mirroring that. You know, that speaks mm-hmm. again to the prestige of the action films of the time. And so, of course, like, that one sticks with me, you know, outside of, like you mentioned, the the final sequence of this movie is, I have a hard time finding anything as good just yeah. simply because of all they fucking blow up. And boats are incredibly dangerous. Like driving boats and crashing boats is like maybe the most dangerous thing anyone can do. It's, and the fact that they it's just my do favorite. that like 30 times, yeah. it's insane. I mean, it's one of my favorite things in the Bond films. I always love mm. when they do boat boat chases. Like that's mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. Um, but yeah, like and and the fact that it starts off with the church shootout, which is like massive people get like at one point it's just a montage of like guns firing <laughs> like yes, yes. <laughs> you don't even know whose gun it is it's just like right? multiple different angles of guns and like guns firing at the camera um and so then yeah good. that's when when gershon dies and then but then it leads into the boat chase so it's like two massive action sequences just topped on t- on top of each other and then the boat so thing good. leads to the final confrontation of Troy and Archer so it's like it's yep. three it's like you get three uh set pieces in one so that that ending they really packed it in there and yeah I love it truly epic truly epic what mm-hmm. about uh kills you know you mentioned there's like way too many here so it's probably really <laughs> hard to choose but you know like any kills in particular stick out to you or what well, you know any of your favorites? I did watch a montage on YouTube because there were so many. I was like, I just want to refresh on uh, all awesome. these kills. Uh, it was <laughs> like 30. Uh, between the two of them, it was like 35, I want to say, which I thought was Let's a go. little bit. I was like, I feel like they killed more than 35. If you count like some of the cops like that yeah. were blown up and stuff, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it could have been more than that. They definitely could have died uh, later. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you you kind of had touched on it already, but I do love the the um, when Troy's brother uh, dies through that, that glass ceiling um, and you know, just for the way that it's shot, like you said, there's like multiple angles of it. There's like it starts from Nick Cage from above and then it goes like down to the, you know, below where uh, Travolta is. And, uh, you know, you see it, it's basically kind of like, OK, you took away my son and now I took away your brother. And like now, so now mm-hmm. they're both have this kind of like vengeance thing. Uh, going on and then it's buttoned by the what you what you mentioned before too where uh that guy comes in who was in silicon valley but i don't know the actor's name but i was like is that the guy from silicon valley it it definitely is uh and he's he's like he's a cop and he's like why are you so upset it was just pollock's troy immediately headshots Mm -hmm. him (laughs) it's like it's like that's that's how angry that's the the level of anger in this guy now where it's like that's where he i think he fully becomes like i'm not playing the sean archer part anymore i'm now i'm caster troy and anyone who's in my way is is getting shot and killed and dealt with uh so i think it's I, i think it's because it's such a turning point and uh like I said, the 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 significance of what it means to the story, as well as like mm-hmm. how how dope it looks, like that's mine, my favorite kill. So good, yeah, so good. It's such an important storytelling moment, just like you're saying. And I think it's it's what leads to my favorite kill, which is sort of like when he's no longer afraid to not play Sean Archer, and that mm-hmm. like chief of police guy comes in and tries to like cheer yes. his ass out, and he's just like <laughs> "fuck you, dude," and like gives the guy sort of a heart attack by like throat shotting him, and then being like, like you know, looking sort of subtly empathetic on the phone by being like, "oh, this guy just had a heart attack," like get an ambulance. It's just just the fucking it's so good it's such a good scene and i guess i do really enjoy both of them getting to play both maniacal and sympathetic and i like you get a hero and villain you get the hero hero and villain part in one movie for both of them it's it's, again one of one when when else are you gonna get that 
It's true. Oh man, it's I, true. God, there's so there's good. a lot of parts too where uh, Travolta, like as Nick Cage, like I think like of our line he repeats a lot. He's like, "I'm gonna tell you something, and uh, I don't think you're gonna like it." <laughs> Right? It was like Travolta really liked like I feel like that was something Cage said and Travolta just like put that in the back of his mind like oh I like that I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying that <laughs> yes uh, yes but there there's so many good lines in this movie too like from from both of them where it's like we could we could quote it all day uh. <laughs> yeah yeah I think my favorite is the cold quote of Travolta being like I'm sorry I killed your son it was an accident I was trying to kill you to heal you Why can you just like get over yeah. it or kill yourself like <laughs> that's the best <laughs> that is the fucking best like ultimate gaslight oh, oh my god also really cool like just yeah. another reason why I love this movie because it pulls no punches whenever it never pulls punches it just it takes all the opportunities and it's so good and how about like just the, like them boning each other's like girls or like you know what i mean like there's that oh, part yeah. of it <laughs> that's right that's right uh, there's uh I mean, two sides of the coin you know like is. they yeah either I way like that they keep that consistent um but that's why i guess like the undermining uh, ending, like you were saying, kind of does get lost because I think it was supposed to be a story about how these guys are really only one, one or two pivots away from being each other. And exactly. that's like, those are important steps that they're supposed to keep and looking in the mirror and seeing the bad guy would have been such a cooler ending, but less like girlfriend yeah. friendly. I guess like if you were going to take your <laughs> has, <to> movies, <laughs> it also has one of my favorite like tropes of like when movies say their title in the movie, uh, yes. when, uh, Cassavetes, yeah, when he, when he does the, his face. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that shit. That shit is so, it, I almost when they're, when they're tripping every out. time. It's too yeah. good. It's too good. The, like, He's like, wait, the, so you want to take his face. Pantomime? off it was perfect it was it's perfect i love it um <laughs> uh, okay we don't have a lot of time but uh i'll, I'll do some of these special yes. features here we, we kind of touched on a, lo a lot of them already um to prepare for the roles nicholas cage and travolta spent two weeks together before filming Whoa. to learn how to play each other they decided specific gestures and vocal cadences for each character uh could be mimicked <laughs> dude so, that really shows that like yeah. really shows i feel like wow yeah that's cool i i think so too um this was this one i just thought was was funny but travolta asked the writers if they were making fun of him with the ridiculous chin line <laughs> that ridiculous chin <laughs> of course they are dude and of they, they, <laughs> they explained that caster was such a narcissist that he would hate having anyone else's face but i mean come on it's it's Travolta's chin. I mean, it's, he has got he's got a famous chin. What are you gonna do? You got a famous on. butt yeah. chin, man. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's jealous. It's that standard thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this one I really love too because we forgot to mention this part of it. Um, but I just you'll you'll see. But so uh, the scene of Adam uh, Gershon's kid in the movie listening to Over the Rainbow on his headphones was John Woo's Dude. idea, and that wasn't in the original script. Uh, Paramount. Paramount initially refused to finance the scene in the music, um, and John Woo had to use his own money to make it happen. What? He was later he was later paid back as the film turned out to be profitable. Um, but again, this is what we talk about all the time too: of directors calling their shot, being like, "This yep. is going to look amazing, and it's going to feel amazing because Over the Rainbow is playing with these slow mo shots of shit exploding and glass everywhere yeah, well, and and mm -hmm. and police raiding this thing where, where this child is just like in 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 involved in it and raising the stakes like the scene where nick cage has to like dive and like save there's so much flipping and diving in, in this movie too and Rolling. sliding yeah, <laughs> I so good uh so I, yeah i just love that it's like yeah call your shot even if it doesn't work out like you know i would say like michael bay is another one where it's like you know i don't always love yes. it but like when I watch it, always know it's a Michael Bay movie. I can always tell. And it's you know, art. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the the painter's uh you know style of painting, you know, like Dude, you just gotta let them let them do it. Welding, these are the harder forms of art, but they are no, nonetheless beautiful. And I think John Woo knows how to sort of make sure that action doesn't lose, you know, the emotional undercurrent that's there because, you know, a person who's angry is really just hurt. They just decided to yeah. do something aggressive. And John exactly. Woo knows this. 
and captures this. He's a master. <laughs> He's the king. Yeah, totally. All right, I got two more real quick. Um, okay. Joan Allen. Joan Allen was John Woo's first choice for Eve, um, Travolta's wife in the in the movie. And uh, the studio, again, bad moves on their part, wanted to get someone younger, probably a hotter, make her more of a stepmother type. Uh, but Woo fought to have Alan in it. And I think Let's it go. paid off. Really, she, she's really great in the movie too. Um, it doesn't Dude, work. Yes. And unless she's, uh, you know, believable, um, in that part. And, you know, when, uh, cage as, uh, you know, Archer convinces her that he is her husband, like that whole thing mm-hmm. is just like really solid acting from both Powerful. of them. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Um, and then the last one here, this is, I think this is a good question to, to end on. So the original casting for this movie was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so Both. bad. I'm so sorry to say that. I'm so sorry to say that, but no, no. Oh, thank yeah. God they weren't available or something, whatever it was. It said it says they uh they decided that Cage and Travolta were more suited for the roles, which I agree Absolutely. with. I do agree with. It just you, would have been funny though be because smooth. they they both have like such distinguished uh vocal like <laughs> like how they talk and perform. And so like for them to try and copy each other, I feel like would just get lost. It would get so lost. I wouldn't <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It would not it would not work. <laughs> Yeah, Travolta and Cage, oh, much man. better actors. In all fairness, to you know, Stallone, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, better action stars, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Cage and Travolta, I mean, there's their Oscar winner. Cage is an Oscar winner for God's sakes. Like, come on, what are we talking about here? <laughs> totally, totally. God, so. oh man, that would be so bad. <laughs> That yeah. would just be the worst. Well, I, I, I got to ski daddle out of here. I'm right at yep. the end. Anything else before we wrap up? Nope, that was it. We're we're good. Nice. Okay, cool. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Where can they find you? All right, yeah. Follow the show uh, at Action Movie Buffs. I'm loving all of the you know support on Instagram. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and then uh, the movie pages for me at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Shani B Movies. And if you came late to this live show, you can find this episode of Movie Buffs on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on Friday. And lastly, if you are into Only Murders in the Building, I'll be talking about season one to get ready for season two on Stream Queens later tonight. So see you there. All right. Awesome. Thanks again. Uh, Hope to catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Mm -hmm.